Talk Radio 77 WABC. Sit in friends in the morning. 77 WABC. Oh, yes. Yankees, New York. Been an amazing show. Norman Seabrook, John Katsimatidis, Curtis Sliwa, Bernard Carrick, George Pataki, Frank Siller, Mike Piazza. But we end with the best. You know, a bunch of people actually sent me texts today. They said, the show's been amazing. Your recollection is great. The memories, the I miss stuff, and all the great guests. They said, but um, how many people figure out that your tone is different today? It's a much more somber tone. It's, you know, you're usually much more energetic and enthusiastic, and people are going to think you're tired. Of course, I'm not tired. I only slept two hours. It doesn't matter. I'm a pro. That red light goes on. I perform. But certain days require a different tone. This is not a day to come on and yell and scream, and, hey, how about those Giants last night? Not a day for that. So I appreciate the folks who figured that out. The rest of you are morons. Anyway, here he is, America's mayor, the man that yeah. on that day became the greatest politician in the history of this country, and I mean that. I love you. My dear friend Rudy Giuliani. I mean that, Rudy. You did. It was just something. I just like no. I just like what you said before. Like you're supposed to come on like uh, Carabelle the clown, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like never. Yeah, I mean, so certain days call for a different tone, and I, admittedly, I have a bit of a somber tone today. But I tell you what, I really enjoyed having you speak to Mike Piazza. I hope you enjoyed that. I enjoyed it too. An opportunity to thank thank him. I should also thank the Mets. I mean, you know, they put in over ten million dollars. And so did George, Ms. Steinbrenner, $10 million each. And uh, they both gave me tremendous help with something people don't remember now, uh, uh, the Twin Towers Fund. It, uh, we, we raised $230 million. Wow. And gave every single penny to the widows and, and, and family of the firefighters and police officers. The administrative money we raised separately. And George and, and Fred paid for most of that. Uh, the Mets gave me my offices. The Yankees gave us a tremendous amount of our equipment uh, and helped us with our fundraising. I would say, um, and they worked together to get baseball to do things for yeah. us. And you know what's funny? So, uh, you may remember there was this huge battle. It was really more Bobby V. I love Bobby, but he's crazy. More Bobby V than Tory, but Bobby V was like, hey, we, we were the better ones. It was us. It was the match, not the Yankees. And I think at one point, Tory finally got pissed off, but there was a bit of a pissing match between those two guys, there if was, you remember. There was. They did. They, they, I would say, honestly, and you know I'm a Yankee fan, they, they, were, they, they did different things somewhat, but very, very close. I'll give you an example. Paul O'Neill was injured during that period of time, wasn't traveling with the team. He volunteered at our family center for three days. 12 hours each day. Never told anybody. Wow. Uh, 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 Mike was at the, uh, at the center three times. Uh, I, I couldn't, I couldn't honestly, the Yankee fan, med, I couldn't tell the difference. They both did great. And, well, that, and that's both good. owners, both owners, yeah. Yeah. both owners uh, work with each other, which they didn't do too often. <laughs> no, no, not very often. To help us. Yeah, I, I mean, love both those guys, too. Yeah. That's sort of an example of what it did, and I don't, you know, it's, again, that's the big question is, could it happen again? It, it, I would say it was bigger than us. It was bigger than George. It was bigger than Fred Wilpon. It was bigger than me. It was bigger than you. It was bigger than, than Bush, and we all felt that way. It was bigger than Hillary, and we all felt that way. You know, this is, this is beyond the usual disputes we have. 
we got to we got to we got to act together here mm. because no, we're I, under great attack. Yes. And you did it. And I had Pataki on earlier, and we talked about how you and him got along on like Cuomo and de Blasio, and that led to great things working together. But I, I want to go back to that morning, Rudy. Uh, where were you at 8.55? That first plane hit at 8.56. What was Rudy Giuliani doing on that gorgeous Tuesday morning at yeah, 8.55? I was having breakfast at the Peninsula Hotel on 55th Street, not far from where you are right now. And I was finishing breakfast with a good friend of mine, Bill Simon. And my uh, friend for 50 years, Denny Young, and uh, police officer Patty Verone came in, Detective Patty Verone came in and said, there's a, a twin-engine plane hit the North Tower. There's a terrible fire. I think the mayor's going to want to get down there right away. So I got in the car. I looked up in the sky, saw a beautiful sky. I said to Denny, this can't be an accident. Who, who knows what the hell it is? We get in the car. First thing, like I heard Bernie before, uh, the first thing I see is this tremendous amount of flame coming out of the tower. And I'm saying to myself, it can't be a twin-engine plane. Gee, my God, look at that fire. And then Bernie's on the phone telling me how bad it is. And Joe Loder, Joe told me people were jumping out of the building. And I thought Joe was exaggerating. So did Denny. Because from far away, it didn't look that way. And then when I got there, and Bernie and I walked toward Chief Ganshi. By the way, uh, since we talked to you last, we, we saw Chief Ganshi's family. Uh, it was really very emotional. Uh-huh. I went up to Chief Ganshi. He was in char- charge of the fire. And I could see a man jumping, hitting the ground. And I think that was, for me, the moment like uh, a light goes off. And I said to myself, we're in a different thing here. You know, we've handled every emergency imaginable. We had 27 different emergency plans, but this is beyond. And I, I told I told Bernie, this is beyond us. We're just going to have to make the best decision that we can and pray to God it's right. And then when that second plane hits, 16 minutes later at 9.03? Uh, well, you know for sure it's a terrorist attack. I mean, uh, you will lean in that way anyway, but only leaning that way. But once the second plane hits, what? Yeah, obviously it's a terrorist attack. Uh, Bernie immediately, without even asking me, because uh, we had a checklist and we we practiced a lot. I mean, we practiced so much. I used to often think we practiced too much, and we didn't, by the way. <laughs> and uh, uh, first thing, Bernie, it was cut off the tunnels, not not uh, uh, just uh, so other people would come, but because we were worried terrorists would come in. Remember, New Jersey is where the 93 attack came from. And we we had those moths under surveillance. Christie got real angry at, at Bloomberg at one point. And I had to call him up and say, you better get angry at me because I did it. Hmm. How about that? <laughs> I put him there. And, I did, and he said, why didn't you ask us to do it? He said, I don't, uh, nobody does it better than NYPD. I'm not going to trust anybody else to protect my city. He said, well, that's very arrogant. I said, yeah, and that's why we run a lot better than you do. (laughs) (laughs) Good for you, Rudy. Good for you. Look, you guys did an amazing job. I mean, you know, I mean, 3,000 people died, but, you know, people always say this, and it sounds insensitive, but it's not. Believe it or not, it could have been a lot worse. It could have been a lot worse. When I got to to Chief Gansney, because because I just saw his grandson, it reminded me of it. Uh, When I I first got to Chief Gansney, I had just seen the people at the top of the building you know, they, were, they looked like they wanted to be rescued by helicopters. 
And I said to the chief, can we get a helicopter up there? And he, he pointed me up. I could see the flames all around the place. And he answered me in a strange way that's always stayed with me. He said, my guys can get everybody below the fire. Now, he, what he said to me was, how am I going to put them up? They're going to have to walk through the fire to get up there to help them to get on helicopters. And they'll die. The helicopters will blow up with the smoke hitting them, right? Mm, and it was a very perilous, it would have been a very perilous uh, uh, rescue in any case. So he said they'll, they'll, they'll rescue everybody below the fire. Now, if you go to the 9-11 Commission report four years later, it says that it was the most uh, exceptional rescue effort ever and that the firefighters and police officers rescued every person they were capable of rescuing. And it meant the same thing that Gancy mm. told me. So I told mm. his grandson, I'm glad your grandfather knows that in heaven. Aww. Woody, how many uh, funerals would you estimate you went to over the next know. month? How many funerals, wakes, service? A hundred. A hundred. Jeez. I'm just guessing. And then, I, of oh. course, it was after, even after I was mayor, they cont- and Bernie says far more. Uh, 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 yeah, what I would do is sometimes I'd have four or five funerals in a day. I couldn't go to all of them. So I'd go to the wake at night, and then I'd have uh, a, a deputy mayor. or You know who else helped me? Ed Koch and uh, Governor Kerry. They went in my place at times when I couldn't go to a, oh, to a, to a mass or a, yep. or, a, yep. or a service in a synagogue or a church. Yep. And it was so nice that they did that because, you know, they were big. Well, you want the family to feel. The purpose of going really is to make the family feel that, that their loved one is very important. Yes, right. And, and yeah, we and care. Father, Father Judge taught me that. Yep. And I we care. The, and the, we the, care. The first time I went, I said, Father Judge, what can I do? What can I do? And he said, you don't realize you're the mayor, Rudy. You used to think you're Rudy Giuliani. Hmm. So when you when you walk in this house in Queens, which is where I was going, this is going to be the biggest thing that happened to them. And realize that. And realize it's going to say to them, my son was so important. Hmm. That's what you're doing, you know, and, and you owe it to them. My God, I always was aware of the fact that I didn't accomplish a damn thing without them. When people say I reduced crime more than any mayor in history, I didn't do it. Bernie did it. Uh, 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 Schaefer did it. Bratton did it. And everybody that worked for him. Yep. And they, and the and the guys who put the their lives on the line were the guys that you know in the streets. So I better be there for them. If I'm not there for them, they're not going to be there for me. I, I don't think people appreciate Bernie. I was just talking about this. How important morale is. I mean, uh, strategy is really important. Resources are important. Money is important. But boy, morale can make up for a lot. Oh, there's no question. And it also makes people feel uh, like we're on the right path. The the everyday person needs to see that. They need to see, you know, the guys are working together and morale. So on the way out, I want to ask you about President Bush because you guys became very close. And I said a bunch of times this morning when he stood on the wreckage with the bullhorn, his approval rating was 97%. He threw that perfect pitch (laughs) against the Diamondbacks in the World Series. But now, now... Your best friends with Trump, and he hates those people. He doesn't dislike I them. Know. He hates them. So, what kind of spot does that put you in? You in with uh, with forty three? Spot, but I don't puts me in a terrible spot. But it doesn't take back the words I uttered when I gave the keynote speech of the O four convention. I said, no matter what George Bush does from now on, in my eyes, he'll be a great American president because of what he did for my city and my country. 
I'm not sure another man could have stood up as fast and as quickly and delivered such a massive response to these animals who wanted to come here and kill us. Wow, that is, well, I agree with you, too. And he gave me everything I wanted. Yep. There is not a thing I asked for. Only one thing he didn't give me. When he came off the airplane, coming to New York, he greeted Governor Pataki, then me. He said, what can I do for you? You know what I said? If you catch Bin Laden, you can let me execute him. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good answer that's a good answer he wasn't around for that maybe yeah. he would have he would have he would have well, he's so a gonna... cool guy i mean he's a great he's a great man uh whatever's going on now is going on now but i'm talking about there's a moment in history yep sometimes they're more important than anything else you get that one right in a big way. No, I mean i've met him on occasion too and i loved his father 41 and i were actually friendly he so knows. Uh, I, I agree with everything you just said. I think uh, he was the right guy for that spot. And uh, like you, you guys are both great. You just happen to be the greatest. I know Bernie Carrick is sitting next to you. He was great on this show today and a great commissioner as well.